0: Let's go to second. uh, First Peter chapter three, two. Sorry, two. I was studying three today. (laughs) Chapter two, and we're looking at the sufferings of the Lord Jesus for us, and thus the choice of uh, him and a few others were along that line too. So praise the Lord. Uh, We are to be as submissive as Christ was submissive in the trials and tribulations of life, and then it gives us. A wonderful teaching on the Lord's suffering in 21 to 25 of chapter 2 and Christ suffered leaving us an example, a great example, the suffering saviour and we're looking at one of these each evening, sinless saviour, last time was a submissive saviour in verse 23 and now tonight a substitutionary saviour. I never did get involved in sports. Uh, At at tech school, I did play soccer. That's right. We had the soccer team there for five years. Um, But um, if you're in sport, you can have people who are substitutes. And what does it mean to be a substitute in sports? To take the place of another. If they are done in or something happens to them, then you can jump on and uh, that the lord uh, took the place of another no one could take our place but him <laughs> he is the perfect substitute the only substitute animals couldn't do it and the blood of bulls and ghosts could not take away sin and so in verse there, 24 we read who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. <clears throat> In this verse, we find whose sins Christ did bear. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your taking our place, being our substitute, on the tree, as it puts it here, on the old rugged cross. You took everybody's place, Lord. I pray that if there's somebody listening tonight who hasn't let you be their substitute tonight, that would be the night where they let you bear their sins and take them away. You've bore them. They would have to believe you have. you have bore them, Lord. Thank you for this thought, and may it encourage us and give us joy in our hearts for what has been done, accomplished on our behalf. I pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> So whose sins did Christ bear on the tree, as it puts it in this verse? Bore our sins. If you're of a certain persuasion that I um, had a dig at on Sunday, you'd say, ours means only Christians. (laughs) He bore our sins, and whose else did he bore? Well, let's see what the Bible says. And um, this has a... A truly pointed message to those that believe in L limited atonement. Tulip is the middle word. Is L, and they say limited atonement, limiting the holy one of Israel. Yep, that's what they do when they say limited atonement. First John, and we read it again and again. So we know where to go when confronted with somebody of that persuasion. <clears throat> Verse one and two, my little children, these things write I unto you that you you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We Christians have an advocate if we sin to go to, and ple- plead on our behalf, and we confess our sins to Him. Verse eight of chapter one, and He, Jesus Christ, is the propitiation, the satisfaction for our sins and not for ours only. You see, he's talking about ours, Christians. Now he goes into talking about somebody else. Not for ours only, but also for the sins of what? What does it say? The whole world. The whole world. <clears throat> um, they, they have had that name given to them, those that believe in Reformed theology, the doctrines of grace, they call it, given to them from 1600 it came about by them emphasising certain doctrines total depravity T U unconditional election L limited atonement irresistible grace and P is perseverance of saints and it's nothing like a flower when you think of the consequences of what that teaching is but here in the Bible it says (laughs) this and it doesn't only say it here There's about five direct references that doesn't limit the atonement of Christ, the price he paid to just Christians. It's for all people, and that's why it's so serious to reject the gospel given to the heart. Hebrews 2 and verse 9, just back a little bit. Hebrews 2, 9, keep your marker in Peter. We read, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Let's read on, too. For it became him from, from for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, and bring, bringing many. Notice there. Many sons. That doesn't mean all, but that's talking about the ones that do believe, unto glory, to make the captain of their soul, their salvation, Christians, perfect through suffering. But in verse nine, it's talking about every man. Then it makes a contrast of many those who do believe and appropriate the gospel message, the substitutionary death of Christ for them. In just go back a little bit further in Timothy that's 1st Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4 it's good to if you're doing a doctrinal exam we won't be doing that to you but if you had to do a an ordination council met and you had to do your you know defend what you believe in to have a verse to go to to key in all the others and you can write all the others next to it and I'd use 1st John 2 too myself if I wrote that the Lord's uh, suffering was for all pe- people he died as a substitute for all and then write these others next to it In first timothy chapter 2 uh, verse 4 who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth and uh, <clears throat> in verse 6 who gave himself a ransom for all, all to be testified in due time and will it be testified in due time on that day that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to the Lord, for every knee shall, then it will be testified in due time, I died for you, did you receive? And people who are unsaved, no, I didn't. And they are condemned because they did not receive the offer of salvation. Um, <clears throat> he had, he will have all men to be saved and there, he gave himself a ransom, a substitute for all to be testified in due time and it will be a shocking day for those that haven't believed. John's Gospel, chapter 12, and verse 32. John twelve thirty-two. 32. And, and if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw, and that word again, the same word in all of these, all, all men unto me. There it's put. Christ bore our sins on the tree and he paid for the price of all people's sins but they need to believe on the Lord Jesus. Hebrews 10 and verse 4. Answering the question, could the blood of bulls and goats take away sin? Well, in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 4 and verse 6. No, I think, no, 10. 10 and 11 it says it gives us the answer there Hebrews 10:4 For it's not possible the blood of bulls and goats and should take away sins and why do them well we've talked about that before to cover the sins of the old testament saints and verse 11 says the same in every priest standeth daily ministering and offering often the same Sacrifices which can never take away sins, and you can see the preaching, you read about it in Leviticus, you can read about the order of the sacrifices, the sin offerings, and all the other offerings the peace offerings, the uh, the um, oh, the wave offering, and all I can't think of them all that are given there often, over and over and over again, reminding them of their sins. But they could not take away sin. On the day of Atonement, the Yom Kippur, they call it. Do you get a Do you get a calendar? that's a Christian calendar has got all these Jewish feasts on it as well. You can you can get them if you haven't. It's good. You're reminded over in Israel. That's what they're doing today. <laughs> but they, it's all finished. Colossians tells us about that. It's that uh, he's fulfilled the law. The Old Testament sacrificial system is no longer operative. When you look at the Catholics, they're trying to keep something half going. They don't do the sacrifices, but they, they have the priest and they have the confession and all the things that go that is done away with. We have one high priest. But on the Day of Atonement on Yom Kippur in Israel, what did the high priest do? He confessed the sins of the people over the head of a goat, which was then led away into the wilderness to die. In symbolically bearing the sins of the peop- of the people in his own body to a land that wasn't inhabited. Um, <clears throat> we talk about cover up in the days in these days with political things that are happening. But this was really a big cover up. <laughs> but God had it that way. The very Hebrew word for atone means to cover. Sins were covered but not counseled. Um, The sacrificial or the sacrifice of the goat, the two goats chosen, one sacrificed, one the scapegoat, could not really take away sins. Every year, the sins of the people they went through were recited and the ritual was followed year after year. And if you take it from, um, I haven't got the time, but how many centuries did this go on for? When did they start the system of the sacrifices? They started then when they built the tabernacle. So when they come out of Egypt. Twelve hundred and something years, wasn't it? They were doing this. So they had if they kept it when they could keep it, if they did them all, there'd be those days of it that many days of atonement that they're done with these two goats. The debt of sin mounting every year was carried forward it's like it's like um what's happened in covid they've given opportunity to people to stop paying their house mortgages but it doesn't mean you don't have to pay it it's just accumulating <coughs> with interest <coughs> so when they start again their payments will be higher if they set the same date to finish it and uh The mounting debt of sin was carried forward in anticipation of one day that the shadow would be fulfilled, the type would be replaced by the Lord Jesus Christ, the typical sacrifices to the true sacrifices. It would happen from ritual to reality. And so this was not only true of the animal sacrifices that were offered on the Day of Atonement, but of all such sacrifices. The accumulated debt at Calvary took away the debt. It came due that day. He bore our sins and the accumulated debt of all those in times past was called in. It's like the bank manager and there's probably people in Australia that have been called, called in and said the debt is due. I heard just last week a bank went belly up, but they had enough to pay out the people that had investments. I don't know what happens to the loans. You must have to go and get another loan from another bank quickly. But uh, the debt's called in. Uh, <clears throat> I pray that that never happens to any of us, and we don't put ourselves in a position that that happens to us, that we're overcommitted. So his own self, bear our sins in his own body, on the tree, That day, past and future, were all taken care and present that we're living at that time. The entire sum of the sins of the human race were taken on Christ at that day. Yours, mine, and everybody else's. Um, Praise the Lord. And (laughs) if you've got to the point in your life that you've had a debt on the house and it's been paid for, I've got a stamp when people pay their bill when I've worked for them. I don't know that the bank does it, but it says paid in full, paid in full. (laughs) Um, But then if you want to go and get your titles, you have to pay more. And then lo and behold, you thought you had one block of land and it's two, so just multiply it by two straight away. And they're going to do it on church if we consolidate our titles. And there's about three on this block, titles. A little skinny bit down the middle like and a driveway and the next one. And uh, when lawyers have rung me up, what What number is your number? What's your legal number here? I said 450-452 four, four, Parnell Street to cover the, the blocks. But uh, it was one day, if your debt comes due and you paid it all and they can just stand paid in full nothing owing so on the day that we stand before the lord jesus christ we can you know for what reasons should i let you into my heaven we hear that put because the lord paid my debt in full now, when you think of that past sins present sins but what about the future sins we commit as a Christian? Are they paid for too? Before we do them? Yes, they are. <laughs> They're paid in full. But to keep fellowship and to keep the communication operative between us and the Lord and so that the Spirit's not grieved, we need to do what 1 John 1.9 says. What? Confess our sins. And to keep the communication and the fellowship as a child of God open to him. 9 chapter 9 of Hebrews and verse 11 chapter 9 and 10 deal with the substitutionary death of the Lord explaining to the Hebrew believers now I know in looking at these individually these things from Peter we uh, might cover some of the same thoughts and many of the same verses because it's talking about his sacrifice chapter 9 verse 11 Christ being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, and by the, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained what? Eternal redemption, completely paid in full, huh. redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. For with the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Yes, praise the Lord. (laughs) Offered himself without spot. How important is the teaching of the blood of Christ making full payment for our sin? How important is the blood message in the Bible? Absolutely important, isn't it? From how far back in in the Bible does it talk about it to how far forward in the future? All the way, Genesis 3, Genesis 2, when they'd sinned, there was an animal shed his blood. Blood sacrifice. He knew. Adam knew what he should do. Abel and Cain, did they know there needed to be a blood sacrifice? Ah, oh, yeah. Because Abel bought a blood sacrifice. Cain bought a works of his hands. It's, it's been going on for, for millennia where people are trying to work their way to heaven. Cain. Canaanites, not Canaanites, but Cain's way. The way of Cain talks about it. The works way. The Catholic way, let me say, is the way of Cain. The way of works. And uh, they use that to extract money out of their parishioners and make them poor. The way of Cain. But the way of the blood is from right there with Adam and Eve. Cain and Abel. It was taught, and I'm sure they passed it on. In what did that? In 1600 and something years, the flood came to destroy them all because they done away with what they should have been doing, remembering blood sacrifices. And um, <clears throat> and what did <laughs> what did uh, Noah do when he come out of the ark? Offered a sacrifice. And you think of it, there weren't many animals around of that kind. Because they only took seven clean ones in and two unclean ones in, maybe they had lambs in the well uh, over that year in the ark, but there weren't many. But he still offered at great cost that, and right through to the end, right through, even to the end of the millennium, it will be the blood that atones for people's sins, and it's the blood of Christ. This is why it's so important: the substitutionary death. He took our place. He paid the price. Uh, <clears throat> and you can read right down through those verses in he- Hebrews chapter 9 and 10. And colour in the word blood. And not by blood of goats and bulls. How much more shall these, the blood of Christ? Verse 14. Verse 18. Neither the First Testament was dedicated without blood. And then verse 20. Uh, 19. Uh, 20. 20. 21. 20, 22, almost all things by the law are purged with blood and without the shedding of blood is no remission. So it is very important. Verse 28, Christ once suffered for to bear the sins of many and then to look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Praise the Lord. He's coming for the redeemed soon. And then all of chapter 8, and you read through there. And we've read verse 4, we've read verse 11. Uh, in verse 19 of chapter 10, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ. No other means to enter into the holy of holies through prayer, but through the blood of Christ. So, the substitutionary saviour. Is he your substitute? Do you know that he is your substitute? I pray that you do.